0: Traveling. Welcome, everybody, everybody, to M-Class Email. I thought we were on the other show for a sec. Yo, for real, though? Like, I get confused as fuck what <laughs> show we're doing. Well, we record every Tuesday now, and it's hard you to keep it. track of what's yeah. been what's been done already we do it on the same day and like i almost forgot to edit the episode on sunday i was like i'm, oh, I'm shit. so glad that i messaged you about it because like my inbox was like flashing like i had something new but it wouldn't show me what it was so i was wasn't like, me It turned out to be like a thing about student loans you be <laughs> y- uh, i'm jeff <laughs> i'm josh and every two weeks, we sit down with all of your great, great emails, <laughs> <laughs> and we read them. And it's hard to explain this show because it's so simple. Like, you guys send us emails, and then we read them, and we riff about what's in the email, or we laugh at the fun things you sent us. That's it. That's the whole That's show. It. That's pretty simple, yeah. It's like a mail. It's like when people used to get mail. Yeah. This is an electronic version of that. I always loved that when they did that in Mystery Science Theater when they would read the letters and shit. Oh yeah, that's one of the things that inspired yeah the show. Um, I used to do it in when I did Writer Club Radio and that was a, a fucking mistake. People were very <laughs> mean in those well, emails. The, the jury's still out on this show. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's that first email, Josh? The first email is from Two Bit Writer. It's called Responding to Fedco. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Hello. If, if people don't remember, Fedco wrote in an email where they talked about the, the way they used to play when they were a kid, what they pretended to be. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah. we talked about that for a while, and we left it open for people to send in emails. Talk Because we got a few of these this time. Oh, we left cool. it open for people to send in emails answering that question as well. Excellent. Hello, Trek Boys. Trek Boys. Trek Boys. It's your resident Oklahoma man. We have two of those. How the fuck do we have two Oklahoma people? Oklahoma, where the whatever the fuck this song is, I've never never listened. seen the thing, never <laughs> watched the thing. Uh, resident Oklahoman, writer of sci-fi and fantasy based on historical events. I'm basically the Okie George R. R. Martin. It's a sentence I never thought I would read. It's new it's new to me. <laughs> new to me, damn it. I also haven't published a novel in the last eleven years. <laughs> Very George R. R. Martin. Damn. That's it's like career fucking mirror image. What is that dude doing? <laughs> dude. Like he, I don't know. He came up with some names for Elden Ring, and that's it. That's all he's did, done. <laughs> did you watch the new one? It's like the no. same. Shit. I was actually like really disappointed because I heard there was this new show coming on called The House of the Dragon and it's a fantasy show and I was like oh awesome and then I found out like a few days after oh it's a prequel to Game of Thrones yeah it's it's like we're doing this again right I don't cool. give a fuck about Game of Thrones like I don't, I don't either. fucking care about the politics of anything like I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> we like live in, like this hellscape already of, of pol- yeah, we politics yeah, we right? live in a like, political hellscape I don't yeah. want it in my fantasy <laughs> I sure don't want to watch it on Sunday night yeah uh, I'm writing this email primarily to Fedco's query about who I pretended to be as a child. Well, I grew up in a very chaotic household. My mother never turned anyone away, so sometimes there would be an entire other family living with us. So we were talking upwards of 12, 10 to 12 people living day and night in a three-bedroom house. Holy shit. Also, we only had one bathroom. So you lived on, like, a fucking sailboat. This <laughs> sounds horrific. It's <laughs> nice that your mom was nice. Yeah, though. I mean, like, I'm sure the families that lived with you very much appreciated it. Anyway, that's what he he says. Uh, When I was young, I went through a few phases. My mother was an OG Dungeons & Dragons player, and I remember looking at the pictures in her rule books before I could even read the text. The first full novel I ever read was The Hobbit when I was five or six. That's like look who's reading the Hobbit at five That's a great intro to reading though the Hobbit is such a fun little book I'll read it every now and then again. it's just such yeah. a fun book we to read. we have this like, illuminated manuscript-ass copy of oh, the Hobbit. That's cool. And I love it. It's, it's like a hard cover and it's got, like, gold leafing on it and shit. It's oh, so I have, good. I have, like, a paperback cover that I stole from a give-a-book-take-a-book, which I <laughs> used to call take-a-book-take-a-book. Take <laughs> and it's from the 70s. It has, like, 70s art on it. It's, like, it's like really oh, yeah. fucking trippy. Like, um, I don't know if it does or not, but if it has, like, um, kind of, like uh semi unrealistic illustrations like a lot of line work yeah. inside of it that's by Tolkien himself. Oh really? I got to yeah. check it. I don't remember if it does. It does have some of that. Tolkien stuff, but... was like he he was a little bit of like a Da Vinci type guy. Like he yeah. he did create languages. He was a linguist. He was an amazing writer. Also, he was an artist. Yeah, I I have read conspiracy theories about how like People believe he went to like Sweden and found these like ancient tomes, and he like all the the Lord of the Rings shit is like real shit. Well, that, that's right? what he wanted you to think. <laughs> that's what he sure. wanted you to think. Right? Yeah. He writes yes. it all like this is from then. Yes, it's from then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mother had many fantasy novels, so I grew up on uh, Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman, Tolkien, naturally, Robert Aspirin. Piers, Anthony, and so on. So for the first phase of childhood, I either pretended to be a knight or a wizard. Ah, it's a good choice, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, he's still crashing with you. Look who's back. Go to bed. Okay. (laughs) It's 3.51 p.m. What is this dude's schedule like? I was up all night making a jerk-off lotion spell. (laughs) You don't have any regular jerk-off lotion in the apartment? He uses it all. Jesus Christ. I I buy, like, fucking Jergens by the 55-gallon drum. How does this old fucker's dick still work? Dude, it's like... I don't know. He he thinks, like, Viagra is, like, magic or something. (laughs) He's popping Viagra to masturbate. (laughs) He doesn't even need it, but he does it. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I always made my own character... To be so so never really pretended to be uh, Aragorn or Tannis the half elf. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah always, I always made my own yeah. character as well when I was pretending to be a Jedi or a knight yep. or something. Yep. yep. As I got older, science fiction and cyberpunk started creeping in. In my early teens, I got into Star Wars and Shadowrun. Star Trek would come a few years later. I remember having. A London fog trench coat that I found at a thrift shop so I would stalk around my backyard wearing and brandishing a water gun pretending to be Rick Deckard hunting down replicants though not quite pondering the nature of humanity. <laughs> Damn! I guess I didn't see Blade Runner until I was like a little like older teenager. Yeah. But the idea of pretending to be Rick Deckard is so funny to me. <laughs> I remember renting it from the library when I was, like, six, and my mom never gave a fuck about what I was watching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I remember it blowing my brain apart. Like, Like, I watched that movie at such a young age. I think that's why I, like, fell in love with movies early, early on, is because, like, watching Blade Runner at, like, six or seven is, like... (laughs) life-changing. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? I can only imagine how deeply that movie would embed itself in your subconscious, because like, yeah. it's, all the music is so tonal. Yeah. In a way that's like, it hits your subconscious and activates your emotions. Yeah, I used to watch that, and uh, another Ridley Scott, uh, Legend. I used to love Legend. God, man, I've been trying to find a place to watch Legend. It's not on so fuck- anything... I have it on DVD, but I don't have a DVD player that's hooked up, right? And I just, I don't know, where do you watch it, right? Like, like I, Uh, I, Crystal and I have been spending a lot of time talking about, like, because there's, like, a Willow sequel, the Willow series, and we've been spending a lot of time about what separates, like, late 70s and 80s fantasy films from everything that came afterwards, yeah, because they all have this sort of like otherworldly feel to them, in a way yeah. that other movies don't really capture. Like, there's some of that in Lord of the Rings, even where there's like this sort of otherworldly feel to a, to a lot of the scenes. It's like you were actually watching a like a magical world, right? Yeah. Like, like we're I don't talking know. about I don't... like, uh, Legend, uh, Excalibur, yeah, um, the Dark Crystal. Oh yeah. Um, labyrinth like all these movies have this sort of other like willow all these movies have this sort of otherworldly quality to them that's um it's achieved in soundtrack and cinematography and yeah um there's a sort of like blown out like bloom effect to everything that makes it seem otherworldly. And it's all because of the film used for the movie. It's hazy. Yeah, film is ethereal, right? Like, film makes you think you're watching, like, a dream. And that's part of the allure of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, Um, like, I've just been hankering so hard to watch, like, Legend, Excalibur, Willow, like, again... Yeah, Legend is so... F- like, that's another movie that, like, really fucked me up as a kid. Oh, yeah, dude. The first time I saw Legend, I was, like, really young. And yeah. the devil in Legend is horrifying. Yeah. Especially I- if you're a kid, like I was, who was growing up in a forced Christian household where you yeah. had to be Christians. Dude. I remember when he, when he like, they touched the unicorn and, like, everything goes to shit. Oh right, yeah. And you're like... God damn it, Mia Sarah. I mean, <laughs> there was, like, animation like that as well, like Don Bluth films and, like... Yeah. Uh, the last unicorn which isn't a don yep. blue film but it has that same sort of like ethereal otherworldliness to it i used to love when that shit like when the hobbit would be on and i'd be at like my grandmother's cuz they would show it on disney channel and like nobody had disney channel no but my grandmother did and it was like why do you have the disney that's channel a, that's a good ass question actually <laughs> She's like why are you paying for this like, back in like 1987 like it, Jesus it was Christ. all like when I look back on it, like, the thing that sets them apart is limitation. Yeah. Like, you didn't have spe- a special effects budget to make something look like another world. They had to really, like, hit on the things that they could do, and that, I yeah. think, helped the-, the tone. I mean, like, the f- the second Beastmaster definitely does not have that tone, but the first no. one does. <laughs> The first one, yeah, the first one's very high fantasy. The second, yeah, the fir- it's Conan, the fir- right? The first one is very high fantasy, but it's also like there's ho- there's a horror element to it. Yeah, Conan. the bats, because the like bat dudes who wrap you up in their cloak and then devour you to your it's bones. awesome. Scared the shit out of me as a child. Yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> Especially when they're gonna try and kill the um, the varmints, his varmint friends, ferrets. Oh, Podo and Kodo or are... whatever. Yeah, don't kill the varmints. The one dies at the end. That breaks my heart. Uh, yeah, he dies, but he has a baby. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> so, the circle of life or whatever. Um, okay, Continue. That's a little, uh, hopefully not too boring, story from Old Two Bits Youth. Hope you all are well. Commander Two-Bit writer USS Jalopy. P.S. I would be remiss to not offer some random facts about my home state. Here we go. Why, some Why though? Facts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, did you know that the first Girl Scout cookie was sold in Muskogee in 1917? No that the shopping cart was invented in Ardmore in 1936 no <laughs> and that we have two airports Will Rogers World Airport and the Wiley Post Airport two airports what do they think of next i i didn't i didn't know that both are named after two famous oklahomans that were killed in the same plane crash <laughs> wow jeez o- oklahoma that's like that's like naming your highway like Princess Diana Highway. <laughs> the Big Bopper high Airport. <laughs> the Big Bopper Airport. <laughs> Buddy Holly International. <laughs> it won't happen again, we promise. <laughs> we promise, we'll try this time. Final fact that seemed to cause some stir in the Discord, but yes, we do have a town called Slaughterville. That's dope slaughterville i think there's a slaughterville in west virginia yeah that's where you go to get slaughtervilled that's where you get fucked up yeah fuck yeah fuck you <laughs> our next email <laughs> is from lieutenant travis morphy that's a cool name with the picture of the white ranger i did that you did that yeah that's my white ranger picture Uh, Travis Morphy actually commissioned me to make that. Damn, fuck yeah. If you want your own White Ranger picture or what the fuck ever, commission me. It's entitled Imaginaria. Mm Mm-hmm. Jeffua, Joshery, Trek Boys. I don't like that. I'd rather it be that way than the real way. I do too, (laughs) yes. It's been a long time since my last email. <laughs> get to hear that every time I edit the show. So last episode's community pillar and all-around great person Fedco asked you to ask us about things we pretended to be as children, and I figured I'd indulge. Told you we got well, a bunch of these. Hell yeah. But the story surrounding it may be more interesting, so bear with me. And if it isn't, or if it's too long, forgive me. Never. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. That's what I meant, yeah. Flashback to grade one. It's immunization day. I'm dreading being called down to the office for the nurses to shoot me up with that good shit. (laughs) Eventually, if they were shooting you up with that good shit? They were giving you H? (laughs) I didn't know you got wet. (laughs) Eventually, it happens. I'm called to this dank, dimly lit room, and the nurse sticks me with the needle. Oops, she says as she pulls out the needle and inserts it again. Not something you want to hear from any medical professional, huh? That's horrible. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like seven, so I continue my day sore as hell. Turns out over the coming month or two, my arm would be so stiff I couldn't even write with it. And still to this day, 21 years later, I have a strange blemish slash growth where the oops needle hit. What the fuck? But also it forced me to be ambidextrous, so thanks? What the fuck is going on in our school, system? Yo... I'll tell you a story that I should have fucking sued the school, but go on. Uh, in the meantime, I was left with a cool, sore, stiff arm. Cool? it doesn't a, sound cool. With a cool, sore, stiff arm that was most comfortable pointing straight out like Samus's arm cannon, prompting me to adopt that as my primary imaginary trait. Nice. Eventually, my friends would join in, and we'd pretend to be like this sci-fi team with robot arms and all that, like Power Rangers, but also Mega Man's. That's Hell really yeah. dope as fuck. Oh, here we go, the turn. Then one day, I was betrayed. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend jason like like the same girl i did or some horse hockey basically dumb kid stuff and prompted us to spend the rest of the morning recruiting classmates to join in on our now warring factions oh shit passing out notes like who will you fight for heroic cool guy travis or absolute bastard jason <laughs> Then came recess. We marched out behind the playground. Our armies assembled. Our seven-year-old war cries echoed across the desolate prairies of Saskatchewan. <laughs> Holy shit. I primed my arm cannon and pew-pewed away, taking cover behind a nearby tree and jumping out to give covering fire to my allies. That's when it hit me. He hit me. Neil. It's always Neil. This motherfucker charged me with the speed, power, and intent to kill found only in Canadian geese and kids who know not their strength. (laughs) Turns out everyone had made the same assumption I did, that this was some Captain America Civil War pretend type shit and not some Batman wants to know where Harvey Dent is type shit like child powerhouse (laughs) needles. It must have been during the immense pain dealt to me by a fellow seven-year-old that all the teachers came running in. We'd all spend the next two hours being talked to by the teachers about why having a 10v10 death match on school grounds no items was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks, man. Anyways. (laughs) That said, my arm cannon-wielding pretend version of myself would set the stage for the way I'd think about creating stories and honestly how I'd come to consider character building. Just a neat little cause and effect that sticks with me to this day. And how something like a very rare occurrence, all, qu- all caps, yeah. with an improper shot, led to something I still consider to be my first step in creativity. Oh, that's great. Love you both very much. And Jeff, don't forget to kiss Josh on the lips for me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm fucking stop. I uh, can <laughs> If you guys saw me putting my hands on his face and pushing him away, that's what it was. I got a shot in my lips and I need to kiss yours. Oh, okay. Uh, Signed, Lieutenant Travis Morphy, Chief of Scrutiny, aboard the USS Safety First. Damn, hell yeah. That's a great story. That is a great story, man. What a wild occurrence. A very rare occurrence. All caps. Apparently. I... I <laughs> have you ever, like, asked your doctor, like, what's going on? I Were you ever I like, hey, imagine. what's up with this? Yeah, I got my second hepatitis B shot the other day. And I didn't even feel that fucking thing, man. You're a big boy, Josh. I'm proud of you. I told the guy. I was like, I didn't even feel that. And he was like, oh, thank you. Like, he was really honored. And I was like, no problem, dude. Now I'm going to go pass out because I didn't eat food before I did <laughs> it. Hey, can I get a cookie? Can I get some sort of juice? Um, sorry about what Neil did to you, that fucker. Fuck Neil! Fuck Neil and Jason. I have a cousin named Neil. wouldn't want to be on fucking absolute bastard <laughs> Jason's side, anyway? I have a cousin named Neil, and he's a fireman? Fuck him. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> AFAB, I guess. Fucking all firemen are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the story you wanted to tell? Oh, I was doing the arm hang when we were doing the Presidential Fitness Award in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And we were short, and in our gym, which was like an old high school gym that they never like retrofit for children. <laughs> like, you had to climb up on a chair to do the pull-up bar, right? Yeah. So I did the pull-up bar, and I do the thing, and I drop down, and the chair back is facing me. So I crack my jaw on the chair back.
1: Oh,
0: and Fuck. i bit i bit through my entire, like my lip and i was bleeding for like 2 hours and like to this day i have a scar in my mouth and when i would like flick my bottom lip open like you could see the meat of my cheek like inner lip like was torn away and you could see inside of my face like you could see like a hole inside Josh, of my face that's fucked up yeah and then that's it sent fucked. me to the hospital they were like he's fine jesus <laughs> This is like 1992, right? So they're well, like, makes yeah. Makes perfect sense for 1992 school. They were like, go back to class. He's gonna miss fuck. He's gonna miss algebra. <laughs> we can't send him to the hospital. <laughs> they're talking about a wrinkle in time. He needs to be there. <laughs> he's gonna fall behind. <laughs> it's Pennsylvania Dutch week. What's he gonna learn about Pennsylvania Dutch? Jesus Christ. I so, understand yeah. why you did that to Maple Taint or whatever his name was now. Because <laughs> s- I got to see the inside of my fucking face, you sick fucker. What's that next email? Taint Maple. Next email is from. Don't uh, read the name on. The I'm thing. not. I know. <laughs> Lieutenant Junior Grade Valentina. That's who did it. Yeah. Okay. No subject. Uh. I'm not supposed to read this. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Hail and well met. Trek boys. Trek Trek boys. boys. It's been a while since my last email. Since I wrote in last, I've moved in with my girlfriend and got a new job where I can work from home. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Dude, fucking sit around just like without pants on. (laughs) Pants optional forever now. Yep. Pants and shoes. I haven't worn shoes in, like, six months. It's been a long time since I wore anything but house shoes. Yeah, I just have flip-flops. That's what I wear now. Because I'm that guy. Ugh. Uh. What? Yucky. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like when you guys first moved in with a significant other? Oh, man. Did you ever live with a significant other? Yeah, I did. Uh. Well, I think your story's gonna be more interesting than mine. So I'll go ahead and tell mine. Yeah, go ahead. Uh. When, when Crystal and I first moved in together, uh, I was supposed to be moving in with a friend of mine who mm-hmm. we had been roommates in uh, the dorm and he had moved out. And we were supposed to move in to an apartment together and he dropped the fuck out. And. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Jason. I, thanks, Neil, you fucker. Yeah. But uh, I was pretty much either going to have to um, jump through a million hoops to get put back into a different dorm, Mm -hmm. or I was going to have to find another roommate. And Crystal and I had been dating for like two, three months at this point, and I needed a a roommate really badly. This and is either the best move of your life or the worst. It was the, the best, best move. But, it was the uh, best. Yeah. I, I I needed a roommate, and she was like, mm, "No, we've been living, yeah. we've only been dating for three months. That's like a recipe for disaster." But eventually, she kind of changed her mind, and she was like, "You know what? Like, uh, I need a place to stay, and you need a place to stay. So we'll we'll go ahead and move in together, and we'll see how it works out." Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's going on twelve years later. And yeah. we're married and live together, so it worked out perfectly fine. Although, I got <laughs> on her nerves nonstop stop to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it, right? Uh, yeah, I lived with a girl. <laughs> what struck me was the bathroom. How messy the bathroom got. And, like, I am not a stickler for clean anything, because my, my dad was, like, OCD, so I'm just like, fuck it, whatever, yeah. right? But I was just like shocked at like the bathroom. <laughs> I think the thing that really shocked me the most was like uh, I had plenty of hair when we moved in together. Yeah, yeah. But like, girls' hair gets everywhere because there's so much of it. Yeah, it the just sink. Gets yeah, everywhere. And like, and the sink was covered in makeup shit. Like, that never really bothered me. I grew up in a place I where never, like my I mean, parents it. always had a million things all over the sink. Yeah. But yeah. um I can't say anything like uh to this day it drives crystal nuts that like I don't clean up well enough after I trim my beard. Yeah. They'll just be like little beard hairs on the scene. It's hard to do. It's hard to deal with. Especially because so much of my beard hair is white now. That, like oh, well, I can't see can't it see on it. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happens to me, but I don't live with anyone right now. I used to, after sex, I would put on her underwear and go drink chocolate milk. And that made me laugh a lot. And, <laughs> and she would be like, what is wrong with you? And That's I'd be like, question. what? Because I needed to find like something to put on to go get the chocolate milk. I don't know why. But it was funny to me. And I love chocolate milk. And I wanted some because I just used a lot of calories. <laughs> Doesn't chocolate give you a headache? Look, Jeff. I know I'm in the glassest of glass houses Look, here, Jeff. being lactose intolerant, and I'm having something with dairy in it for dinner Doesn't tonight. ice cream make you shit yourself today? Yes. <laughs> but it's worth it. Have you fucking had chocolate milk? It's delicious. Uh, I would still eat chocolate if it gave me migraines. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Oh, then my crippling anxiety, like, ruined the relationship, so that's on me. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Anyway, Lieutenant Junior Grade Valentina... Oh, wait, I didn't read the rest yeah. of it. Anyway, uh, I'm super glad I started watching Lower Decks. I initially passed it off as Rick and Morty-type knockoff, but I'm surprised how Star Trekky and funny it turned out to be. That's what I thought, too. Uh, the episode coming up in this collection is absolutely hilarious, and I can't wait for y'all to talk about it. Lieutenant Junior Grade Valentina, Jamaron Quality Assurance <laughs> Manager on Ryza. P.S. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Lower Decks, did anyone ever find that... Tendy boob gif that fresh Red talked about in his last email episode? I need it for research purposes. <laughs> I did not go looking for it. I'm, uh, I'm going to look again, just to be sure. Yeah, I, we both had the same s- like thoughts about Lower Decks, and I'm just really glad that we both gave it a chance, because it's way better than it has any right to be for what it is. I mean, I found some pictures, but I don't think these are the ones. I think if you type in... Uh, lower decks, tendy porn you're gonna get plenty of what you're looking for i've got a shitload of that (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking at some serious shit right now yeah i can only imagine how fucked up it is considering star trek fans um here's one with um i'll just describe it uh what's the guy the robot guy oh um fucking yeah you asked me too fast shit yeah sorry fuck i know right uh Fuck. Well, anyway, I'll never, well, know, anyway, no. I'll never his, know. It's his dick with a cyborg parts on it. <laughs> what? Why would he need that? I don't know. But it's it's there. I'm looking at it. I'm looking <laughs> up his name. Uh, it's. Uh, why? It's, he's not even listed in the top actors on the show. His name is Rutherford. Fuck? Rutherford. I knew it was like a normal name, like a normal. Yeah. Artist. Anyway, I think no, fir- we didn't I think his it. first name is Samantha. Is it? That's cool. I'm going to write, love it. Love it on that email. Love it. it. Lol. Lol. <laughs> Thank you for that email, Valentina. That was, f- I'm uh, excited about Lower Decks as well. I had no idea how to end that one. But is it coming back? Like, soon, right? I think it's, I think it's back. I think the first I episode. Looked, I looked yesterday and it wasn't. Oh Lower fuck! Decks. Season three. Thursday maybe. Uh, the twenty-fifth, which is two days from now, Thursday. Aha, I called it. Nice work. I was wrong the first three times, but I was right that time. Does it? Is it weekly? Is that one of those? I think things? it's weekly. Yeah. Oh, god, Jesus. Our next email is from Sully. Oh no. And it's entitled Nichelle Nichols, R.I.P." Oh no! I don't want to be sad, Sully. Trek Boys. I'll start off by saying rest in power, Nichelle Nichols. Absolutely. The impact she's had on Trek's philosophy and equality in America is incalculable. She was a huge influence on NASA recruitment and a gateway for actors slash roles on television. Even then, I feel we never got enough Uhura. The big three are the only ones who got much attention in TOS. Strange New Worlds is doing a good job expanding her character, Unlike JJ. Remember when Nahura was a bitch? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in brighter news, I'm going to be an uncle in February. Hey, congratulations. Congrats. I'm at home going through the old belongings from my childhood and found some great books, and it got me wondering what are some of your favorite childhood books? I'm sure there are some that I missed that I could add to the collection as the kids get older. I was very much into the Wayside School series. Always lived in the barren stain universe, oh and loved God. those Time Life science books. Also, Judy Bloom. She always treated kids like people, not just kids. Judy Bloom was great. Was uh, that Fudge? Was that Super Fudge? Super Fudge. Yeah, and Fudge. Super yeah. Fudge was great. I read. <laughs> I was a strange kid. Like um, I read. Uh, this isn't bragging because it got me bullied plenty, but I read like way above my grade level. Yeah, so you're good at re- you're good at reading. When I was a little kid, I was reading, um, Sherlock Holmes mysteries. Damn, dude! Like I was a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes mysteries, and this is before you could even look up what like a fucking the half the shit they're talking about yeah, in there. I didn't know what the fuck uh, a Baskervilles was, but yeah, um, yeah, you have to like know that i i don't i today i'd be like i don't know what the fuck this is uh, <laughs> like uh the busy world of richard scary books those were great really little um, i had those uh shit there used to be this abc's book where like every character was like a letter oh yeah i remember that i can't remember the name of it yeah me neither but i had that that was good I read *Bridge to Terabithia* and it made me the person I am, which might explain a lot about. Mm, So I see. (laughs) And Maniac McGee was one of my favorites. Yeah, Maniac McGee is great as well. He ran backwards on a fucking train track, dude. That's how good at running he was. Oh, oh, the Sweet Pickle series is what it was called. Because I, I looked up Zerus children's book character because one of the characters was a Zerus, X-E-R-U-S. That's cool. That's wild that you remember that. It's, it's the only thing I remember. Oh, yeah. Sweet, I used to fucking love these, dude. Oh, man. These were great. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, fuck. I also used to read a ton of the Sesame Street picture books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nintendo actually came out with both... Super Mario Brothers uh, picture books that were sort of based on the cartoon, and the Legend of Zelda picture books that were straight based on the the games had nothing to do with the cartoons. I used to love reading and like coloring in those Mario books and shit. Like the Legend of Zelda one, the one I had for like super long, and I would still read it like even as like an older teenager because it was Zelda. Yeah, uh, was one where Link. falls into a cave, and there's a witch in there. Mm-hmm. And he buys, bombs, some arrows, yeah. and a Holy mirror shit, shield. Holy shit, we're the same person. He buys the mirror shield, and then he runs into a moblin who throws a spear at him that, like, teleports back to its hand, but the moblin is nearsighted. <laughs> so he tricks it by put making a doll with a bomb for a head that the moblin <laughs> attacks. Oh my God! You're like time traveling my brain right God, now. God, I love that book. I so remember much. this. And there was also one that I loved, where the Mario, uh, the little Mario crew, gets trapped in an underground, uh, like pipe-filled area, and they have to like fix the pipes to like travel oh, yeah. back out of it. <laughs> Doing the plumbing work. Yes. So like, I highly recommend Sweet Pickles. And um, I also highly recommend um, the Sesame Street books. Monster. At I only the end got of this to book. letter A, and then I got tired. <laughs> <laughs> of course, little golden books. Yeah, as the well. golden books are great. Like the. I'm, trying, I'm the, looking over at my bookshelf. I got like a small bookshelf. I don't really have a lot of my kids' books here. Uh, the pokey little puppy. Was, Clifford the Big Red Dog. When I was a tiny kid, the Pokey little puppy was my favorite. Oh my god, I remember. You, dude, you remember I holy shit. I don't know why I remember all this shit so well. Pokey little puppy. Oh, he's so cute. It's so it's like mm, like hurt your teeth cute. So sweet. Man, this is Aww. one of the books I even had, the Sweet Pickles book, the, the Sweet Pickles Weekly Reader. I had a uh, a book that I recently just bought again because I remembered it. It was a book about the Archaeopteryx, which was thought to be at the time the first dinosaur with feathers, but we now know that they, they all, all have feathers. feathers. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so I, yeah. I I'm really scared about what comes up when you type in "Sweet Pickles" books as the ads. Yeah. All the Amazon things are horrific. Uh, Crinkle Shorts, which is a furry, like full-on muscular furry wolf in a a diaper that's dripping everywhere. Mm. Uh, The Night Dad Went to Jail, which is a little (laughs) rabbit sadly drawing a picture of his dad behind bars. (laughs) Uh, Mommy Got a DUI. Oh, these are funny, and the most horrific one of all, the little Republican. Oh man, <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> I hate all of this, but I do love the Sweet Pickles books. Sweet, even pickles. though I hate, I hate Sweet Pickles. You do? I, yes. They're not bad. I mean, I'll take dill every day, uh, all the time. But sweet's fine. I want some fucking pickles, dude. Were you reading this email or was I? You were. Okay, for Fedco's question, I enjoyed playing Power Rangers and also Aladdin and dinosaurs. Uh, like the dinosaurs from the TV show Dinosaurs? Yeah. W- were you the baby? Got to love you. <laughs> I'm the baby, gotta love me. Oh my god, what a nightmare. What a horrible time. I love that show. <laughs> like, I cannot stand dude, shit from that like early nineties time makes me like uh I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated it. with it. Like I like everybody knows my fascination with Alf. That's, That's like true, late eighties, but still like He's back in pog form. He's back. He has a Twitter. We follow I him. I like I do like that in uh, Bumblebee when they're all, like, talking about Alf. (laughs) like they're like, Alf's on the night. One of the few things the M-Class Twitter follows is Alf's official account. (laughs) Well, he's an alien. We kind of follow him. That's true. But, like, every time I see Urkel, I get really happy. I don't know why. Urkel, like, is a happy place. Whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, Urkel. I love that guy. Yeah, Urkel's great. Um, Stefan Urkel even better way cooler so cool (laughs) one time I got tied up with a jump rope and tried to walk and fell flat on my face it was a hard basement floor too somehow I didn't bleed or get any serious injuries but it might have impacted my short term memory say what are your favorite children's books I'm gonna be (laughs) an uncle in February (laughs) I fucking love this. I'll have to tell my niece or nephew about the time my sister tied me up with a jump rope, made me walk, and I fell on my face. <laughs> Treculator Dot, dot, dot. Commodore? Sully? Whoa! USS changing my real name to Max Power, so my nephew or niece never calls me a problematic term that's also the last name of a shitty Supreme Court justice. What? <laughs> Wait. Wait. What? I don't get that joke. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the Supreme Court justices that are shitty. There's like 6 of them. Yeah, most of them, really. Which which one is it? Hey. Alito? <laughs> hey, George. Yeah, what's that next email? I'm trying to think of the email the name. Oh, we got to go. we got to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh uh, uh 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 this one is from Ma- Mary? Mary? I think it's Mary. Mary. I'm going to say Mary. Uh, Hi. Uh, uh, Thanks plus sense memory question. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hiya, Trek boys. Trek boys. Trek boys. I've been catching up on M class emails over the last half year or so. And now that I'm finally caught up, I figured it was about time I emailed to express my appreciation. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You have an incredibly funny and entertaining show. I'm not good at compliments, so this is hard for me to read. And it's been a great part of my life these past few months. Thank you very much. I'm glad that we could be a part of your life. Yeah, I'm glad that you think we're funny. That's interesting. (laughs) What do you see in this blot? What what makes you say that exactly? Let's talk about your parents. Let's talk about your mother. As of late, I've been listening to the podcast mostly when I'm doing household chores, especially when I'm mopping. Oh, man, why? Mopping? What are you, like a real person? (laughs) (laughs) Subsequently, I tend to think about M-Class when I'm mopping and occasionally vice versa. Uh, That got me thinking. Are there any tales, sounds, smells that you associate strongly with a particular memory? Tastes. Uh, Wishing you all the best, Mary. Tastes. Uh... Skunks remind me of my old house. Um, the smell of raw sewage reminds me of the first apartment I lived in. The smell of raw sewage reminds me of college. <laughs> the uh, we lived. It, Crystal and I've moved into that apartment I talked about earlier, and after a couple, after like a year or two, um, the sewer line burst near it, yeah. and then it continuously burst every month until we moved out. <laughs> So just for, like, a week at a time, our home and everything in it would smell like raw sewage. I love, like, the thought of, like, your wife coming in, your not-yet-wife coming in, being like, Jeff, did you sh- fucking burst the sewer line again with your d- diarrhea shit? Jeff, did you shit over everything we own? <laughs> Is that why it smells like this? <laughs> no, nah, the sewer burst. Oh, okay. oh, okay. well, I guess I'll marry you then. <laughs> the The way the sewer flowed... It it wasn't our fault. It was That's our neighbors fault. Yes, yes. I take <laughs> normal shits. <laughs> uh what else reminds me of shit? Like um the smell of the woods always brings me back to childhood because there were like woods out behind my house and like like yeah. it was like a mountainside and I would constantly go up there and like run around in the woods. The sound of morning doves reminds me of being a kid. Oh yeah, me too. Just, I don't know why. It reminds me of skipping school. It reminds <laughs> me of going outside and it's like, kind of like summer, but it's nighttime, like like evening time. I don't know, man. There's a lot of shit that reminds me of a lot of shit. The- Sometimes I'll remember a dream, like in the middle of the day, like I'll just, it'll just hit me. And I this don't know is, why. This is, It's true, that'll happen to me as well. This'll be fucked up, but my mom will never listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the smell of burning food reminds me of yeah. my mom's cooking. <laughs> the smell of uh, cabbage reminds me of migraines. Because <laughs> my mom made coleslaw once in a food processor, Ooh. and it smelled so bad I got such a fucking headache from I, it. I love being Irish, of course, I love corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, yeah, I. yeah but uh, this the smell of food with no seasoning on it reminds me of my mom's cooking as well. <laughs> that reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother makes um, these like dumplings and my family like loves these dumplings and they're the shittiest dumplings i've ever had in my life well, that's a, like my mom has these famous deviled eggs right yeah and i never really cared for deviled eggs growing up because i was like oh they're kind of bland yeah yeah they're not and that then great. like crystal made deviled eggs for the first time and i was like hot damn these are delicious these are good. yeah no my fucking grandmother is like a super taster we think and she makes crap like crappy dumplings and everyone's like i love them and it's like yeah i like eating cardboard as much as the next dude but <laughs> like if, what if, about <laughs> like flavor if you've ever seen the gym bros who have a plate with like plain ass chicken on it that has never yeah. seen seasoning that's yeah. the kind of chicken my mom would make not even lemon, huh? Not even anything. And if I tried to put salt and pepper on it, she would get yeah. mad and She'd be like, mad. it doesn't need that. You're going to give yourself high blood pressure. I'm going to get high blood pressure eating this boring fucking food. I'm like, this is literally the first salt that's touched my body in <laughs> weeks in this house. I'll be fine. <laughs> I no longer sweat. <laughs> like, I, I over season everything now oh, as an adult. God. Yeah. You just yep yep. <laughs> like we have a a cabinet that's literally full to the brim with seasonings that we use all the time. <laughs> Damn, dude. My uncle does that too. Cause I think it's my grandmother. Probably. Yeah. Because they never Flight was allowed to, to do that. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, you got anything else? That's it. Thanks for that email, uh, Mary. We really appreciate it. That was great. Yeah. I love hearing for the first time from people. Yeah. Uh, our next email is from Sebastian Bustos. Uh huh. And it's entitled, My Dearest Class of M. <laughs> Hola, los Trek Boys. Trek Boys! Longtime listener, third time or so right, writer inner. <sighs> I just wanted to say that I owe y'all boys a debt of gratitude. Oh, boy. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> that was ominous sounding. Oh, oh, boy. I was incredibly jaded towards any new piece of Star Trek media, and especially jaded about the idea of a trendy adult cartoon run- ruining my favorite series, until mm-hmm. I heard you got boys gush about Lower Decks. It made me realize that I had to actually give it a try, and boy did I love it. See? It was funny, had <laughs> elements of true Star Trek shining through, and the biggest far- part for me... Is that it felt like it was written by people who cared about star trek yeah. people who cared about the lore cared about what came before every easter egg every mention of a previous plot point that made it feel less like a reference and more like a paragraph in a universe history book. That's a great way to put it. Holy shit! Anyways, I truly thank you for helping me open my eyes. Strange new worlds is next. You're gonna love Strange New Worlds. The one episode that Jeff hates is not that great. Of <laughs> <laughs> I hate to hate it, but I sure do. It's just a. It's just like. Uh, it, it's whatever, and the, it, I can't say the rest. It, of, the rest of it, yeah. the season is great. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> you're welcome. No, yeah, kidding. you're welcome. Uh, also unrelated, but I just started Breaking Bad for the first time. Yes, I know. Crazy. And I'm obviously loving it. It lives up to the hype, but I just wanted to share with you the fact that I audibly squeed and shouted, holy shit, it's John Delancey when Jane's dad was shown for the first time. Now, see, this is how you get me to watch Breaking Bad. You yeah, give I've, me facts like this. I've never watched Breaking Bad. I haven't either, because I couldn't handle everyone talking about it non-stop. I, I watched the first two episodes, Yeah, and it was the most depressing television I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, that fucking ATF dude, like, ragging on him, man, that makes me feel like shit. And he's like, oh, uh, they're like, oh, you're dying of cancer, and also your fucking family doesn't love you, so... Cool. Uh, no wonder he goes and does deals drugs. Yeah, no wonder he makes meth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry for long email about nothing. This is actually an extremely this short email. Great email. It's perfect length. Love you both and all your content, and also Bros Before Pros. Go check out Bros Before Pros, anywhere better podcasts are listened to. <laughs> Signed, Sebastian Bustos, chief frequenter of the unshipped bar of the USS Party Time. I fucking want to serve on that ship, man. You know what I mean? Serve at the bar? No, I mean, yeah, I'll do that if it lets me like flirt with like whoever. Party time! Hot boys, hot ladies, hot boy ladies. Of course, we. Third option. When you say, "hot boys," I yeah. obviously are gonna. I'm gonna think about the Cash Money millionaires, hot boys. <laughs> I mean, if they're there, yeah, I'll, I'll serve them. Uh, if they're 21, are they if they're 21 or older only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next email? Next email is from Metroid Mike. It's titled, Romance is Alive and Well in Boston. Oh, great. That's here all we I go. need. <laughs> we, got a lot of, we got a lot of Boston here. Good day, Jeff. I hope you're hydrated. I'm not. We just said his mom never gave him salt. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Josh. I hope you're dehydrated. I definitely am. Winky. Because I don't drink water. <laughs> What is that? Water is boring. That's that stuff they put in soda. <laughs> I actually drink water, but I'm. No one drinks enough water to be hydrated. You gotta drink like a no. million pounds of water. That's also bullshit. Drink enough water so you're not thirsty. How about that? No. You have to drink anyway. a bajillion pounds of water. He says sorry for the length, but it's whatever. It's not that long. Uh, I just got back from a vacation with my wife slash Trek Boy meetup. We went to Boston. It was a great time. Locals thought it was so weird I was from Oklahoma. I got compliments such as, here's one, quote, oh, you're the place with such pretty dirt. Someone actually said that to you? (laughs) Oklahoma has red dirt, apparently. I I didn't know that. That's news to me. Also, like, That's the worst compliment I've ever heard. Pretty dirt. Got a lot of pretty dirt. I hear you. You're from that place with pretty dirt. Oh, you're from that place (laughs) where fuck you. Uh, Yeah, well, that's Boston. You're from that place where fuck you, basically. Have I told you every time I've been to Boston, I've almost gotten into a fist fight? Yes. It's Boston, baby. Uh, Next one. Whoa, weird. (laughs) Uh, Do you guys drive cars or just horses? That's the Amish. Yeah, that's Pennsylvania. (laughs) That's Pennsylvania! It was a nice time. Meeting the Trek boys, Joff, Daruma, and Matt was one of the most fun dinners I've had in a long time. If you two would like to buy some friends... If you wait, if you too would like to buy some friends, make a stop at the M Class Patreon for a dollar, and you can have us as friends and support the show. That's true. You pretty much are buying friends yeah. at the M Class I mean, Patreon. Deal. Pretty good deal. Uh, but this email is about the wonderful Boston romance I saw. Ooh, oh love is in the air. I bet Everywhere it's about the Red I look Sox. Around. All right. My wife and I were waiting at the dock for the ferry back at the hotel. Apparently, they have ferries in Boston. Wow. This man comes up to me and says, Ah, you going to the ferry to Hull? It's Boston for you, baby. Can't okay. understand a word those fuckers are saying. I reply, yes, sir, I'm on the first stop. And he yells uh, to the woman walking up, candle it's fucking eh <laughs> after a few minutes go by uh the woman starts talking about how hot the new tattoo she's getting is gonna look the, the man was paying attention the man wasn't paying attention and was looking at his phone she slapped his shoulder i just dropped something oh god and started yelling at him to, for, not for not responding he replies candle I just took a fucking edible. You get off my back, <laughs> fucking Kendall, dude. Uh, she walks away and starts smoking. <laughs> okay. After a few minutes uh, more, eventually the man turns back to his to his thirty feet away girlfriend and says, "Kendall, I don't want to fight. No boa, come back." <laughs> and she responds, "What can I? I can't fucking hear you." <laughs> And he pauses for fifteen seconds, looks up from his phone, and says, "What? I can't hear you." <laughs> then she walks over and start, and they start having a business meeting with their tongues. Ah, uh, <laughs> so they started making out. Then they start looking at their phones, and she sees her friend friend's wedding photo, and says, "Look at her. She's so beautiful. <laughs> why can't have? Why can't I have this kind of happiness, Mac?" And him not looking up from his phone, he says, "Aha, uh-huh, sure, baby. Decedible. Baba Bing. That's <laughs> <laughs> New York. <laughs> Turns out romance isn't dead. Sun Tzu's Art of War, number 30. By means of these seven considerations, I can forecast if they a bitch. Captain Mitred Mike of the IKS East Coast Elitism. <laughs> uh, yeah, my girlfriend is from Boston, and uh, when she gets drunk, she says co-ops. Co-ops. Get these cops off my one back. Th- one time she said, uh, "Watch out for the cops," and I was like, "The what?" <laughs> and she was like, "the The cops." Like she like fixed it, and I was like, "No, no, no, no. Say what you just and said." You, you were like, "Look, just go get some water. Yeah, just go get <laughs> some water and some fucking like water ice and a fucking hoagie. Get yourself a hoagie and some water get yourself and a you'll hoagie. be fine yo you gonna go down the shore and eat some hoagies with me look i'm not gonna put anybody on blast but i do know someone from philly who says water every single time <laughs> my mom says it all the time and i don't understand where that and comes it's, from it, it, it's such a drain on my being as a human <laughs> not to enjoy this person saying wooder every time. I have to just be like, that's just how they say it. I don't need Who to- says it? Do I know them? Yeah. But like, I don't need to bring any attention to it. That's uh, just who is I say it? it? I got it. Oh, I know who it is. I know who yeah. it is. You don't need to tell. I do. know who it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay. they're always like, wooder, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not, I- I'm not making fun of them in any way, shape, or form. I just enjoy it so much. You're like, I'm going to call it a co-ops if you keep I'm saying wooder. Call are going to call it <laughs> <a> <laughs> Really it's like how I get an incredible amount of enjoyment out of the Brooklyn accent. Like yeah. listening to someone talk with a Brooklyn accent is like that could be my pastime. I would. Love I to love do doing that. a Brooklyn accent. It's so fun. It it's is like such a fun. It is fun to do, and I'm terrible at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that Kendall's gonna get the wedding she always wanted. Kendall was like me and who, Mark. Mark, Mark! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> I just took an edible. Get off my, get off of my back. Get off of my back. Thanks for that email. Good email. Her Who's next email next? is from Ensign Jason. Hmm. It's entitled "Cryptid Crew." The Jason from the bastard Jason. Oh my God! Are you are you the bastard Jason? <laughs> it's bastard Jason. He's back. Cryptid Crew? Question mark. Oh shit. Trek Boys! Trek Boys! If you got to pick one cryptid to serve on a starship, which one would you pick and what position would they be suited for? I'd have a mothman in engineering in charge of structural integrity. He could warn them before the bridge collapses. <laughs> oh my god. I like the idea that by the Star Trek oh future, god. cryptids can come out of hiding and join the Federation just like any other sentient being. What do you think? That's all for now. Ensign Jason. Junior Xeno CryptoZoologist aboard the USS Thunderbird. Hatman. <laughs> the fuck is that? You don't know Hatman? No. Oh Hatman's terrifying, dude.
1: Because he wears a, a
0: hat? Yeah, he like shows up like in your house and he has like just like uh like a wide brim hat on, like a Doc Holiday hat. Oh monster Wiki. This is the Jeepers Creepers guy. It, well that's funny. I never saw Jeepers Creepers. I only really know Delma. He, he just fucking haunts your ass, dude. He's scary. Some people see him up on hills, like on certain hills. There's these like haunted like areas. I don't know, where would he go? Uh security. <laughs> this is weak as fuck. He doesn't even do anything to you. Dude, Hatman's terrifying. He just stands there. I'm gonna fucking send the Hatman to your do fucking it. nightmares. Do it, dude. send it. You better get your friend the Mothman to cover for your ass, because well, it's thing. like, I don't have to worry about nightmares, because Mothman is my best friend. <laughs> He's moved on to Chicago now, did you know that? No, it's horse shit. No, man, they're seeing him everywhere in Chicago. Chicago has run out of things for themselves, and they're stealing from fucking West Virginia? Pathetic. It does, <laughs> it does sound exactly like that, doesn't it? Pathetic. Um, The Hat Man is lame. I can't he's just, he's just standing there, ominously. What about the Glimmer Man, like the Predator? People see this, like, Predator, dude. Like, Glimmer invisible Predator man. guy. The Glimmer Man is a 1996 Not American buddy cop action. Not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, scared. I'm way more scared of that. Yeah, Steven Seagal's way more frightening. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking crazy. Nah, no, I'm, uh... I'm gonna have to say the Jersey Devil on security. <laughs> he's huge, he's ripped, he's he can fly. He's a demon. He he rips people in half. He'd be perfect for security. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. No Bigfoots. They stink apparently. Bigfoot smell. They smell like fucking feet. Big feet. <laughs> Big feet. I'm a big fan of Jason sliding in and being like, "Jeff's gonna pick Mothman, so I know the perfect joke." That's the best Mothman joke I've ever seen. It's good. It's damn good. It's damn good. Um, Hatman sucks, Josh. How are you gonna do this to me? I'm moving on to the next email because you keep ragging on my boy. Hatman's your oh, I didn't know Hatman was your friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking f- fisty cuffs at the fucking flagpole soon. Man. Hatman's gonna come to my room and be like. What'd you say about me, man? That hurts my feelings. Yo, my hat is cool and timeless, so... It is true. He does look cool as hell. Get ready He looks like a shadow of Cad Bane. <laughs> he does look like Cad Bane. I wonder if that's where they got him from. Maybe. Maybe. What's that next email? The next email is from Ensign Meow. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love Ensign Meow. It's uh, high-priority orders from Starfleet Command and low-priority communication from the Delta Quadrant. Alright, that's oh, a mixed message. you are getting some mixed messages here. Long range subspace relay 152 connecting. Carrier wave established. Your encryption codes are 37 versions out of date. Damn it! Please update. Decrypting. <laughs> Uplink established. Message follows. It's your job to update the encryption codes. Man, I don't got time for this shit. Hatman's visiting me tonight. <laughs> Josh, are you and Hatman fucking... <laughs> Look. Are Vash and Picard fucking? I don't ask questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you listen to the episode, we just did. <laughs> I never do! <knew. laughs> hey guys, it's me, Edson Meow, back again from a gaseous nebula in the Delta Quadrant. It sure is gassy out here. Not that I get to see much of it, being an engineer and all. Wait, you don't have, like, windows? <laughs> they don't got windows? They <laughs> got windows. Uh, I've been so good at checking the doors that my... CO put me on isolinear chip maintenance duty, which is definitely a reward and not a punishment for rejecting his four-barrel of bullion lube into space accidentally. (laughs) Ejecting. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's blue. I I know it. (laughs) It's like that stuff that you put the combs in at the barber. Oh, my God. Remember that shit? Imagine putting that shit inside of you. No, thanks. It would burn, I would think. Bullions I mean, I are know. freaky like that, I hear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been in every Jeffrey's tube on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in every Jeffrey's tube also. All right. All right. Because <laughs> Jeff's name is Jeffrey, and I've been in him. All right. Turns out you can fix like 80% of all issues on this ship. By a forced power cycling of the isolinear chip. Or, you know, just pulling the chip out and putting it back in its place. <laughs> so you could say things are going pretty well aboard the Takayanagi for meow. <laughs> I love this like pen pal we have. I'm I'm always a big fan of getting pen pals. <laughs> the other day, uh I the other day though, I did call security over what I thought. Was an intruder on deck three. Sorry, there was like four typos in that sentence, and I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. It's, it's just hard to read. It's just hard to read. But I I want to expertly say how I I read through them. <laughs> While I was poking around in the tube, I saw this red dot, and so obviously, <laughs> and so obviously my academy training kicks in, and I and I bolt to apprehend it. I spent 30 minutes chasing this red dot till I found out it was Lieutenant Blogren, Blorgan, with a phaser set on point. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I got him back real good though. I reprogrammed his replicator privileges to only produce day old tuna salad sandwiches when he. That's fucking food poisoning. Uh, I think Lieutenant Blorgan knew what they were fucking getting into when they did this red dot horse shit. (laughs) Dude, who doesn't want to chase that intruder? (laughs) Hey, so it turns out Starfleet did think you were dead. (laughs) This makes perfect sense to me. (laughs) Boothby put your name up on the memorial and everything. Guess they'll have uh, to get some filler and take your names off the wall. Oh, Boothby knows who we are. That's cool. Uh, Oh, while I remember, I was told to relay these orders to you from Starfleet Command. This sounds official and real. Oh, boy. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't open the front door to anyone (laughs) who's not Starfleet. Don't make a mess. Sounds like mom. (laughs) Okay, Starfleet mom. We will. right. (laughs) Anyway, the Guardian of Hypotheticals gave me another question to ask you two. He's pretty cool guy uh, once you get to pass the whole being a big rock structure and his obsession with apples. He sure does love apples. So would you rather have four legs or four arms? That's easy. Yeah, this is a very easy one. For me, it's four arms. Yeah, yeah, that's the right answer. It's gotta that's be why. four arms. Yeah. You could do double uh, fist drinks. Uh, you could, oh, you could double fist, double, double fist drinks nice. and hold so many things. Four phasers, four wrenches, four butt cheeks, or two whole butts. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys are having a good time. See ya! And send me out, USS Takeyanagi, sent from my pad. <laughs> it's gotta be the four arms, right? Then you get to be a Goro. Yeah, I, yeah, Goro's hard as fuck to kill in the first one. You gotta get him in the corner and keep jump-kicking. Pretty much. You just have to break his AI by jump-kicking endlessly. And then you gotta he, do that yeah. shit against Shang Tsung as well. Yeah, Shang Tsung is a bitch, though. And then in the second one, there's even, there's an even stronger guy than Shang Tsung. Shao Kahn? Yeah, Shao Kahn. It's weird that he's in charge. Like, Shang Tsung is a wizard... But this yeah. this real big muscular guy with a hammer is in charge. <laughs> I love it at the end of the first movie when he fucking busts through reality. And he's like, fuck you. And then the second movie comes and it sucks dick. The second movie is so bad. That first movie, though, amazing. Did I, we watch that? We should watch we that. Should we should watch that, watch for that. sure. Did you see the new one on HBO? Yeah, I did. I, it's, like, not that it terrible. Was, it was all right. I really loved how... Awesome, they made Sub Zero because he's my favorite character. I loved how they took Kano from the first movie and were like, well, we can't improve on this. We're just just putting him in. (laughs) Yeah, he's that guy again. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, my favorite thing is seeing people who were talking about the movie being like, why did they make Sub Zero a bad guy? He is a bad guy. He's a bad guy in the first game, dumb dumb. And then he dies and becomes Noob Sabot. Yep. Noob Sabat, which uh, I felt really dumb for years later finding out that Noob Sabat is just Boone and Tobias backwards—the two guys yeah. who made the game. Yeah, I'm dumb. Don't feel dumb. But that right? The first subs. I know all the fucking dumb lore from Mortal Kombat. It's real to me, damn it. The first Sub-Zero was named B han and he was a bad guy, and he uh, helped murder Scorpion's family. That's the movie. That's yeah. in the movie. But then Scorpion kills him, and he becomes a demon named Noob Sabat, and his younger brother, Kuai Liang, becomes Sub-Zero, and he's like looking for redemption for his clan. All I know is, Sub-Zero. <laughs> Sub-Zero wins. <laughs> Babality. Babality. <laughs> friendship. Um, That's what happens when we do the podcast. That friendship, friendship. thing comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> Who was your person that you played as in Mortal Kombat? Uh, I was Luke. Luke no, uh, Johnny Cage a lot. Johnny I was, Cage. Johnny Cage was fun. Johnny Cage had his splits and then he punched you in the balls. That's why I liked it because he could punch you in the dick. Uh, who else was in it? Oh, Sonya. I could do Sonya's finisher because it was like the easiest one. Yeah. Like uh, I played as Sub Zero, and in the second one, I played as Sub Zero and Kung Lao, the guy who had the blade on his hat. Yeah, Kung Lao was fun. Yeah. And the second one's really good. Yeah, the first one is like nigh unplayable in this day and age. Like it's yeah, you so can, slow and clunky. Like, you can cheese like just fucking. Like, leg sweep. Everybody, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's how you win. The New World Combat Two, like, let's just put who the fuck ever in this. Rambo's in it. Robocop's in it. Terminator's <laughs> in it. I remember playing... Uh, I think it was for the... The... GameCube? Like... Uh, when one of the Mortal Kombat's came to GameCube, and that was like the first time they had the broken bone camera, right? Oh, yeah. Where it, it would like, like zoom Kombat in. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, and, and you can zoom in and like see the bones breaking. That was cool. The uh, Although I gotta say, like, I think Killer Instinct went off the rails a little bit harder with their one guest character. What's their one guess? Rash from Battletoads. Oh, man. They fucking put all their a- apples in that basket. Dude, I fucking love Battletoads. <laughs> Dude, this song, I remember listening to the music to it. Oh, oh God. yeah. Battletoads. Had... It's so cool. Did you know that they tried to make a. They tried to get a Battletoads cartoon going? Well, they should have, and they should have been friends with the Ninja Turtles. The In the cartoon, they're three human teenagers. Who gets Mm. sucked into a video game world. Oh, it's Captain N. And then don't give a fuck about ever going back and become the Battletoads. That's logical. That's a logical That feels way more real to me than, like, I gotta get home. You know what would be amazing? If you did that today and, like, like that all happens, right? And then there's, like, a Sliders beef plot to the show where the family is, like, crush that their kids are missing and it's like this fucking X-Files creepy ass fucking show and then they go back into the cartoon world and they're like radical that would be so fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm so on board. Do it. Uh, you won't do it, pussy. You, you won't, won't do it. You won't you won't you won't you won't uh <laughs> thank you Insign Meow for that great fucking email. We love hearing from you. <laughs> Our next email is from David S. and it's entitled "Merry Men, Delighted, Delighted Dudes, and Boisterous Bros." That's Bros Before Pros. Every Monday at 10 9 Central on the www. AKA I wrote the subject before deciding what the email would be like. That's how you do it. I got to do my best Q voice. It started like this. No, it's not. Will confine my consciousness to the present in a finite material body and call me a mortal if it isn't the Trek, boys. That's actually really good. I hope you're wearing your most absorbent diapers, peons, for it is I, David Q. Dude, you're doing so good! If I felt like making a thunder sound, this is when I'd do it. Anyway, your fascination with Captain Jean-Luc Robin Poon Picard Damn. and the unusually large diameter of his mouth when he Frenches has piqued the interest <laughs> of the Continuum. I propose a challenge in the form of Q's favorite pastime. Would you rather? Oh, I love this game. Among Q, we create independent realities and experiences choice from bang to heat death, but I suppose <laughs> hypotheticals will have to do This is so good. This is so good. Trek Boys Would you rather never hear about Picard's fun, sexy ventures, or be invited by Picard himself to his quarters for a daily, hour long recounting Of the same four sex stories for the rest of your puny limited lives. (laughs) What kind of fucking question is that? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I do want to hear about the sex stories, but I don't want to hear them every day for an hour. It's also the same four sex stories. So all we're missing out on is if we don't hear them is four stories. Yeah, either... Either we don't hear them, or we have to live in hell for the rest of our life. I'm going to go with don't hear them. Yeah, I'll just, like, ask whoever, like, picks the other one, and they can tell me the four (laughs) stories. Yeah, I'm going with not hearing them. I see a greater challenge is needed for such astronomical perverts. (laughs) It's like he knows. Try not to hurt your trembling virgin lobes in processing this. Would you rather murder non holodeck, totally real guard warriors in cold blood in a Robin Hood reality, or be Worf's loot loving son? <laughs> That's easy. Murder the guys. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna murder the guys in Cold They're World. not real. It's non-holodeck, totally real guard warriors. Yeah, whatever. They're fucking bad guys. Murder <laughs> them. <laughs> They're working for fucking Prince John. I don't give a yeah. fuck. I don't give a fuck, man. They're a fucking cannon fodder. Choose carefully, Trek boys. For the entertainment of your fellow perverts. Depends on it. <laughs> Perhaps I've misjudged you, Trek boys. Such commitment to your fans, such generosity. Only one unit of currency for membership into your cohort? (laughs) Profiting off of corporate material you have no ownership over? (laughs) (laughs) Why, you're practically a pair of Robin Hoods yourselves. That's a great compliment. Thank you, Q. Yes, thank you very much. One last challenge, if your fragile, finite bodies can withstand it. Would you rather sacrifice the possibility of any official Star Trek content for 100 times the listeners to your podcast or whatever, or abandon your measly satellite and discontinue broadcast for the guarantee... That all future Trek is really good and cool and never lame. Hmm. That's a long time. <laughs> hundred times our listeners? Yeah, hundred times what? our listeners. I mean, I would be rich, I guess. <laughs> well, it doesn't say anything about patrons. <laughs> yeah, but I would, I would put feet picks up and they'd pay for them. Hmm, this is true. I don't know, man. I guess it all comes down to whether I think, like... Wait, what is... Sacrifice the possibility of any Star Trek... Official Star Trek content. Hmm. I guess there wouldn't be any Star Trek then, huh? Yes. Well, then what the fuck would we talk about? The Star Trek that exists already. Oh. Yeah, let's do that one. Uh... <laughs> If, I, if it could be guaranteed that all future Star Trek is really good and cool and never lame, yeah. I'm abandoning the podcast. All it's right, over. I'll just do it by myself. It's over. Podcast is over. We're doing Bros Before Pros Patreon now. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm with that one. I could have done it with you, Josh. Oh, God. God, that sounds like just a fever dream I never want to wake up from. Uh, let me clean up my lube stains, and I'll be right on. Yeah, "quote unquote" lube stains. All right. Yeah, let's just end the show anyway. <laughs> uh, here is here's where I'd put another thunder sound. <laughs> what will it be, Trek boys? A life of fame or a life of entertainment? <laughs> Have you read your last electronic mail? Measured your last totally real giant wiener? Rated your last episode on a nonsensical scale between human scientist and alien fish? (laughs) I'm impressed you've lasted this long, but my limitless time grows short. That doesn't make sense. Until next time, Trek boys, as a parting gift, I give you another plug. Listen to bros before pros. Join the Patreon. Watch continue. Commission art from Jeff. Signed, David Q. What a great email, David Q. All these Davids emailing in. What's up with that? So many. That was a great email. Hopefully those would you rather shook you up a little bit and they were what you didn't expect so you want to study us Yeah, sexually. it was like... <laughs> oh my god. Is that it? We got one one? last email. When the hell did this get it? It came in an hour ago. Fuck! Alright, this one is from Fedco. Fedco, the person of the hour on this podcast, they're the one that got so many answers in for their last question. Yep. It's entitled Intimacy. This should be good. (laughs) Hey, Jeff. Hey, Josh. Oh, starting off sexy right away with the hey, Josh. (laughs) Hey. Hey, what's up? Uh, was that a scary enough subject line? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. I was freaked out. Intimacy? I've been taught that that's for losers. As a uh, millennial man, I never was hugged, so I don't know yeah. what that is. I I was not hugged enough as a child, so I don't know what intimacy is. And also, I punch walls. Also, I'm not. I don't have a very good self confidence uh, at all. <laughs> Hmm. Or unless, unless you think I do, do you think I do? I don't. And th- then I do. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> maybe you don't. Actually, I spent about two hours today with my face pressed up into a crevasse <laughs> with dubious lighting and contortionistic posture, trying to get something to go into a hole and stay there. Oh my God! It's gonna be like a light bulb. Probably something like that. It was infuriating. It made me want to scream. And it was all because of some illiterate brain star wired terminal block four wrong back. I don't know what any of this is. Back when the unit was unfinished and these wires were so, so, so much easier to get to than they are now. Oh, doing some electrical work, I see. Damn! Turn off the main breaker. Don't get electrified. I've never felt more painfully intimate with an inanimate object. Oh, you've not lived, my friend. <laughs> Let me tell you about cantaloupes. Moving swiftly along. Is this what miniature painters feel like all the time? Maybe. Uh, no, no, it's not like this. Is what Josh in- feels like with a cantaloupe all the time? It's, a, it's enjoyable. <laughs> Both of those are enjoyable. Well... Intimacy is enjoyable. Yes, but he's saying he hated it. Or they are saying they hated yeah, it. Yeah, well it's not doesn't have to be hate though. It's just well, intimate. Love is hate, I guess. No. <laughs> what? As a millennial man, that's what I know. Okay, well love is pain. That's what I love heard. is pain, yeah. Uh, what's the most intimate you felt with an inanimate object? Okay. <laughs> this is a super personal question. <laughs> I don't, think, I, know, I don't think they're going the same way you're going. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what else there is to go with it. I know one guy who massages olive oil into the skins of his baked potatoes for, like, an hour each. He described it as an intimate experience. Is art like that, Jeff? Um, no. You mean being up close to something? Well, like, there is an intimacy to creating art, like, once you've gotten to the point where, like, you're because the way i cre- i create art is i do like a sketch first something that's like a lot looser and quicker and then yeah. i mold the lines out of the sketch for right. inking and there's something intimate about finding where the line is amongst the sketch lines yeah it, it's hard it's hard to like combine physical with what isn't that physical right like like intimate Unphysical things? Like, I don't know. I I don't know what... When I think of the word intimate, I think of a physical experience. Well, I mean, like, rubbing olive oil into the skins of baked potatoes is a physical experience. I bet they are delicious. I don't doubt that. Like, rewiring something is a physical experience. Like, painting a miniature is a physical experience. Yeah, but closeness doesn't always mean intimate either. No, 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 it doesn't. Like, intimacy is the feeling you have... When you're yeah. like when you're close to something, it's um, the intimacy that I have when I'm making art is sort of fleeting, right? Because I'm not really I'm too focused mentally on the finished product. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the place that I see in my brain, which is not how all artists work. Like, a lot of artists enjoy the process a lot more than I do. The process is a means to an end to me, and getting better at the process is all about making the end product better. That's how I feel about lots of stuff, too, like editing and shit. Because it's like, I don't always enjoy the editing of a thing but the product at the end is good yes. right like you know what i mean like, like i guess it's similar we're, we're we're more about creating the finished thing than yeah. we are how we got there yeah i don't always enjoy that cuz it can be like boring it can honestly. be boring it can be frustrating if yeah. it's not you're not getting the end result you want yeah. Um it can seem like there's a million miles between the start and the end of something as yep. well that can be yep. frustrating. But um there there are times and I I talked about this one Smile and Nod with you where you um find the zen yes. within it. Where everything is calm and still and you're there's no difference between where your hand is and where the creation is. Yeah, but I don't think of that as intimacy because that is a different. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call that intimacy get, either. yeah. I would, yeah. I would, that's like a, a a moment of clarity. Clarity, like mindlessness within the yes. mindfulness. Yeah, intimacy to me is like um, I don't know. I, I it's very different. I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It's when you when you do a big butt. Yeah, when you're doing a big butt, <laughs> that's intimate as fuck. There's a, there's a quiet intimacy in collaboration. Mm-hmm. That, like, when Josh and I make a podcast, we are fully calm and, like, we're fully understanding and calm that if we falter, the other one is going to pick it up which has never happened ever. None of us have ever done anything no, bad. We've never no, neither of us have ever fucked up, but no, <laughs> if, never. Theoretically, <laughs> if we ever did, we understand that the other person is there to bail us out. To, Anything's possible. To continue the momentum. We're we're in a constant state when making a podcast of um pushing the podcast forward. Yeah. And uh it's like uh, the fucking trolley thing that has the pump on both sides. Oh, the the old timey uh, handcart yeah. shit. and we're on the handcart, and when one of us like fucks up the press down, the other one will press down the other side to continue us moving. Yeah, it's like a seesaw. Yeah, there's um, which I've I've heard makes it difficult to be a guest on the podcast because we yeah, are so well... quick at like filling the the sound. When the first person finishes. Like now. Like now. Um, <laughs> um some people have been like really good at it though. I think all of our guests so far have, have like found their rhythm and gotten really good yeah. at it. Yeah. Um shout outs to BAM. Uh a few people have said that BAM has like meshed absolutely best so far. So mm-hmm. um shout out to BAM. The uh but there there is an intimacy in uh, a, putting your faith in someone else. In that way, yeah, you have to. Sometimes you have to work on it. I don't know. We didn't for some reason. <laughs> no. Like as soon I'm as we started. i not trying to be a dick, but as yeah, soon we never. as we started talking, it just sort of worked. <laughs> we are very similar. We are. We're we're very similar. I think. Um, we're we're like different flavors of the same candy. Yeah, I am uh, peanut butter. <laughs> um, I always describe it like uh, flavor combinations of people. Where like Josh is spicy as a person, and I'm yeah. salty as a person. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And like when we have someone like Rich added in, who's more um, sweet as a person like that's when Kevin was um, guesting on the podcast a lot he was more sweet as a person Kevin 36 or Kevin Kevin 37 12 through 37 very similar clones (laughs) Uh, there was like a sweetness added to the mix (laughs) (laughs) and I I think that's what works best is when you're bringing a slightly different flavor to a mix I'm just talking about making a podcast now this doesn't have anything to do with the question no, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't really think of things as, as intimate like that, like, I, I don't know, I, I guess I just don't think like that, I, I think don't, I don't know, I think there's I definitely an intimacy when you sit down and read a book by yourself, you've created yeah. this sort of, like, intimate, um, relationship between you and the book itself. I guess I don't, tr- I try not to, like, place, like, to me that's, like, an attachment, like, a, of an idea, like, it should be intimate, and it, I guess I'm, I'm more like, I don't, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, I don't know. I don't really have, I don't, I don't know. Oops. Maybe I don't really understand the question. <laughs> I, uh, maybe I've never been hugged. <laughs> well, I appreciate the honesty at the end, but I think there's, um, you've, you've talked about your sort of like. Viewpoint being changed at a certain point when you learned more about Zen Buddhism. Yeah, and yeah. that sort of like um, detachment from worldly connections. Yeah, I'm a fucking hermit crab. Wait, a hermit? You're you've got crabs. We found that out. Um, <laughs> oh fuck! That was like twenty years ago when I said that. <laughs> Callback to two weeks ago when you guys are listening to this. Look, we're combing through this email with a fine toothed crab comb. Um, now I've what's, what's a good example in the same way? Um, I remember at one of the places we lived in before, there was not any space behind the um, entertainment system mm-hmm. and the wall. There was like almost no space back there. So everything that was routed, all the wires that were routed out of the back were like plugged in back there, but you couldn't get there. And at yeah. a certain point, the plug slid out. Oh, yeah, I like where this is going. And, uh, <laughs> so hot. No, um, <laughs> it was, like, attached to the PS3, and I want to play fuck video game. Yeah. So I had to, like, put my arm back there, like, as flat as I could humanly get it, and try and put my index and middle fingers around the side. Oh, God. This is painful, and I like, can like, press feel it. In, it yeah. And it's like squishing my fucking yeah, arm. Yeah. And I tried to press that back in for almost an hour straight. Until Dude, it I would have lost my pre- Until I finally found the correct angle, and it slid back in. And I grew to fucking hate that plug in my soul. I hated it. So what if intimacy could also be hatred... I was going to say, what you're telling me is is intimacy is torture. <laughs> like, like it's like I think the way Fedco is looking at it is, have you ever like built a human connection of any kind with something that isn't alive in that way, where you're just like. Either you're like, I love this thing so much, like maybe you have like a stuffed animal or something, and you love it so much, or like mm-hmm. you hate the fucking plug that won't go in with every burning fiber of, of your course. soul. Of course that's happened. I don't know. Every, anytime in my house when something breaks, that happens. Because <laughs> it's like, now I gotta fucking fix it. I think that's sort of the human condition, right? We're yeah, constantly it's like. It's just suffering. Yeah. Well, not suffering. Not it always is. suffering. It's but horrible. we're constantly f- making connections with inanimate objects and personifying them. Because that's how we we're, we relate as a species, is like finding a common ground. And that's personification when it comes to... All I know is my fleshlight that I keep on my coffee table at all times. And I are very intimate. You know, I just thought of a billion dollar idea. I want to hear it, but I don't want them to hear it. Please tell me after this. No, I'm telling you right now. Oh it's, my god! It's a horgon with a flashlight in the bottom. We've had that already. Oh, we said that oh, already. Oh well, <laughs> shit! All right. <laughs> Let's make it. What are we doing? Uh, who was reading this? Because there's still a line left. It was me. Anyways, I'm gonna go home and definitely not scream. Mandatory overtime until the end of the month. No weekends for me, baby, baby. <laughs> I like that it goes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the email, Fedco You really made us great. examine ourselves as human beings there for yeah. a second. Which Yeah, I don't even feel like I am a human being now. <laughs> You're uh, a Klingon. Or um, a <clears throat> Bolian. <laughs> what is this fleshlight you speak of? Do you mean the skin and guts of another living being? This is only one orifice. How am I supposed to, <laughs> to dick the fuck out of this? Do I take turns? I don't understand. Uh, that was me the whole time. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and sending in your emails. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you could shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And uh, you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash podcast. And we appreciate every single dollar that comes our way. It is genuinely a massive chunk of my income every month yeah, as a freelancer. Yeah, we love you. So I need it to live. So thank you all very much. Um If you need any information about M-Class at all, including the days that we're recording or a list of every episode we've um, covered so far on the show, you can find all of that at mclasspodcast.com. Woohoo! We'll be back in another week with more M-Class. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. It's been a long week
1: Since the last email
0: it's been a long time Since that last rich master's
1: tale
0: Pitch it or ditches from Boston Shaw
1: I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On class email I swear there's never a past
0: in m Email
1: It's always been singular That's M-class Email Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail
0: It's M-class
1: if Send them last and but female, track boys, where you find this.